Conversations with Pioneers, hosted by Refule Tobeja. She's a go-getter. Tenacious. Resilient, without a doubt. Intelligent, most definitely a thinker. She sets the pace. Welcome to yet another edition of Conversations with Pioneers and I'm Rifilwe Tobeja. Thank you for joining me. Remember you can also listen to this podcast on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts and Deezer among others. Today I'm in conversation with Lera Donkuna. She's the founder of a company called Le Wings and she's now heading the Women and Youth Entrepreneurial Mentorship Program, WEY for short. The program aims to create generational wealth and encourage black excellence. It targets South African women and young people who want to create change in their communities by being business owners and creating employment. This project is currently underway across the Gauteng province where Lerato and her team are helping young people and women to start their own mobile kitchens and mobile salons. Welcome to the show, Lerato. Thank you very much, Rufine. So mobile kitchens and salons, I like that, Lerato. I like the mobile aspect of it. How did you come up with the mobile concept? The concept behind the mobility of the trailers is that it gives people access to move the trailers around. And half of the time, people cannot afford rental in most institutions. Like if you go to a mall, they will be charging a rental fee. With the mobility of this trailer, you're also giving them access to say, you choose a place where you like to put your trailer. We will not dictate where you put it. And then if the well runs dry in that area, then we are able to then say you can pull your trailer and move it to a new area where you feel you can make more profit from there. And the beauty mm-hmm. of it all is that most of these trailers come fully loaded with solar panels and a water tank. So even if there's load shedding, they'll continue to be able to, to operate. That's absolutely amazing. How did you come up with it? Well, we're looking at the cost of living right now. And then you've got a majority of people that were retrenched last year due to the COVID. And then they are sitting at home with a particular skill, but with no offset in terms of what is the next step. So when me and Mohammed sat down, we're like, okay, so if we can bridge this gap of saying, we can identify the people that are interested in being business owners, it becomes a lot easier in future as well to partner up with funders so that they don't have to do the groundwork, we already bring them a product that's complete and then they're able to find such an individual or such a project in holistic. Mm-hmm. Mohammed is your husband, right? Yes, he's my husband. So he's more of the business developer and then I'm more of the ground runner. So I'm the one that speaks a lot mostly in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Because I was going to ask what uh, role you're playing in the program, but you've already uh, explained that for us. At which stage is the program this far? And do you intend to spread it to other provinces? Yes. So at the moment, we have identified seven areas that we're currently busy with. And each area has produced 100 students. For now, we started in Gauteng, but we have gotten invitations to come to Bumalanga, Northwest and Limpopo 
to do this mm-hmm. project there with them as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great. I'm Rafile Tobeja and you're listening to Conversations with Pioneers. And my guest today is Lerato Nkuna, who runs a program in Gauteng, where they help women and the youth to start their own mobile kitchens and mobile salons. So Lerato, who are you working with on the project? Who's on your team and what roles do they play? So currently on the team, it is Ian Mohammed and Lindy, Lindy Piri. So mm-hmm. the three of us actually go to different areas where we split ourselves. And if I'm in winter, like on Monday, I'm going to Winterfeld, but I'm going with Lindy. Mm-hmm. I do the business efficacy and Lindy does the bookkeeping with the guys. And then Mohammed does the business development. We've partnered up with a gentleman called Elias Baloi, and he's a gentleman from Liberty. So then he will be coming on board as well to speak to these future entrepreneurs about insurance, business insurance, life insurance, so they can also understand the gist of it. Because most of us, when we get into business, you usually do it so informal that you forget if anything happens to you, the business shuts down. So now when Mm. we bring the insurance aspect of it, then they fully understand why they either need to have a life policy or a business insurance so that they're forever covered. And then this container will then continue part and parcel of the generational wealth. They are the first owners. If something happens to them, the children can take over, family can take over, becomes a business institution. Uh, we also partner up with FMB. They'll be coming on board as well to assist to open the business accounts for these individuals. And then they'll also in future assist them if they need to acquire a vehicle for their business because these trailers need to be moved around. So they need to acquire an asset such as a vehicle. Then FMB mm-hmm. will assist us with that. Mm-hmm. But as, as time goes, Certain individuals do come on board and say they would like to then have one or two presentations with these students of ours. And then we open up the platform to them to interact with them. The more knowledge, the better. At this point, we are saying we're making understand the basic understanding of running a mobile business. Mm-hmm. So where you understand, because most of us, especially in informal, when you think you're making money, you stop recording your income, you stop recording your expenses. And all you ever do is when money comes in, you take it out. Mm-hmm. So we are saying, let's assist you to say, on a month-to-month basis, we'll hold you on a very short leash. I will come or Linda will come. We'll take a look at your books. Are you recording correctly? If you're not recording your finance correctly, then you are endangering your business. Mm. So we will be with these learners for, we're going to be doing a contract with them to stay for five years. They operate their own business. It's in their name. The whole program, we're running it as a franchise model. Mm-hmm. But each individual is entitled to run their company the way that they want, but they must keep to the standards that we give them. So now mm. when you're running your business and you come across issues, when we come to you, we'll be dealing with you as an individual. So it's easier then to see what the problem is. There's a gentleman that we've also partnered up with where he says that he will be drawing up a model for us mm-hmm. where we can give these learners a questionnaire on now that they're running their business. The questionnaire will then be able to identify individual gaps that they have, they've seen while they're working in this trailer which is a lot harder to see now when we're doing group programs. So if mm-hmm. they fill in this question, it's almost the same as an aptitude test. They fill it in, we submit it, and then it will indicate, do they have issues in HR? Do they have issues in compliance? Do they have issues in communication? Mm-hmm. Then when we can identify and narrow it down, then we sit down with them and say, okay, so this is where you have a problem. Let us fix it. What is the next step? Because we need to make sure these trailers they run, they cannot close business. We have a lot of hope mm-hmm. in this. So we cannot afford to say, we give you this opportunity and we let you break it at the same time. So we're going to hold their hands until they can fully walk and run it with the best and utmost that they can do from their side. Take us through the process of the program step by step, how it works. All right. So 
now that they they went through an application process and then they got selected we had an induction day then we've got the first six weeks where they're doing their theory which is then to cover their bookkeeping business etiquette business development business management aspects so the basics of it and then the next six weeks they're going to be then doing the practicals so with the practicals it each and every single venue seven venues that we have there's going to be a mobile trailer for food and a mobile trailer for beauty where there's going to be professionals that are going to teach them the operations of how to operate in a mobile trailer when that mm-hmm. six weeks is finished because that'll be for 3 months on the fourth month they now go to their individualized trailers in the areas that they've identified so for six months we're going to put them into a tight incubation based with us we we going to make sure there's no gaps that they are losing any money or they're not getting something correct mm-hmm. then after that 6 months we just going to let go a little bit so we don't let go of the full program from them we just giving them a bit of space to then run then we will be together mm-hmm. in this project with these kids for about 5 years awesome awesome i understand oh my goodness i feel like i want to be part of this program <laughs> <laughs> it's so exciting what's the criteria to get in So the criteria is you need to have a passion for business. So most of us what I've identified is most of us we have a passion but sometimes the passion to work. It's not a mm. passion to run. So hmm. when we did we got a company that assisted us to do the registration process. So there was a question that they needed to answer. Um what are you interested in? Are you interested in beauty or are you interested in food? Then the next one is to give reference in terms of which of the two you've actually done. Mhm. And then when we started to do them in the first week my first question with them was mostly about can you identify in the field that you're interested in can you identify a South African individual that is creating influence in the beauty if you cannot identify then it shows that you are interested in what you want to do but you're not fully following this interest of yours so it was past and past of their homework so those in food then i asked them the same question please identify local celebrities that are chefs and we had to remove somizi out of this because everybody when you ask that question the first answer is somizi i'm like guys yes he has made his mark but he's made his mark in different aspects so now we must look mm-hmm. at local chefs gajolona masekos you've got your chef mti if i say those names and you cannot identify them then you're hurting my feelings then mm-hmm. they start understanding why i say you must have mm-hmm. somebody that you follow the minute you have somebody that motivates you to wake up in the morning It doesn't matter if it's gogo it doesn't matter if it's your mother it doesn't matter if it's your children then you have a reason to wake up and you want to push mm. this thing hmm and i like that you focus on on kitchens food i mean we eat every day so you're bound to yes. make money every single yes. day yes and women yes. love doing their hair every other week so <laughs> they hair and then makeup and all the work I'm Rafilia Tobeha and you're listening to Conversations with Pioneers and my guest today is Lerato Nkuna who runs a program in Gauteng where they help women and the youth to start their own mobile kitchens and mobile salons. Tell us about your other business Lewings and what it is all about. So Lewings started off as a brainchild where I tend to if I'm clustered when I was starting at Genisa at the University of South Africa When mm-hmm. I used to study most of the time I'm in front of books with the University of South Africa you don't have time to do anything else so I created the brainchild Lee Wings back then we used to say in Shanguve the note that I got was we have a lot of orphanages in the area but we don't have a lot of external people that actually come and interact with these orphanages so I have always had a passion to create change within the female side 
So I partnered up with a lady where we spoke about money matters to make them understand that you need to have some form of a bank account that belongs to you where you make your own money, then you can understand the beauty of life. When you depend on somebody else for money, it becomes a bit of an issue because then you do not value your own personal life. That is how I saw it back then while I was growing up. So the brainchild came off to say that the Lee is just initially Lerato. <laughs> and then the wings is the concept mm. of you need to fly as female. You can't always be grounded. Mm. So if you have a view of something and you want to attain it and you want to get to it, you need to move from where you are and fly to that particular place. And when you see things in a, an aerial view, if I put it that way, you've got a better understanding of who you are and where you're going. And most of these mm -hmm. kids in, in orphanages, they don't have role models. All they see is their care mothers, and then they go to school and then they come back. So we then created a concept to say, we're gonna call it high tea. So where they dress up in the aspect of where they would like to be. And then they, we transport them to this, uh, we had a lady that had a guest house in Acadia. Then she'll set up the whole guest house. She looks so beautiful. Then we have a high tea with these kids. We have conversations with them. And then you learn. So you have these learners that come and say they want to be something. Then they'll mm -hmm. identify areas that you, you were not introduced to. Because I didn't know that black people or black individuals understood what to be a meteorologist was. Until I sat down with these learners. Or what they understood about doing your, your weather systems. They chose careers that not a lot of black people were in. So when these conversations started opening up, we started seeing, okay, let's then move over to schools. Let's go to their schools, speak to the districts, have maybe them come on Saturdays. Then we have conversations with them and we can introduce them to people that can actually motivate them even further. So the project started running well. Then I had to go back to books again because I saw that that was taking most of my time now and I'm, I'm lacking now in the academia side. So I stopped being part and parcel of that project, went back, and then I studied and I got my degree. Then it became academia after that. Mm -hmm. But last year, uh, while I was working at Barlow Turtles and Churn, it came back to me again to say, I'm not doing this thing that I enjoy doing, which is then interacting with females, interacting and then finding out what is it that makes them want to do better in their communities as well. So I resigned, and then uh, the concept of the spring child came on board to say, what if we can then bridge this gap? Yes, we don't have funding. Yes, we don't have all the knowledge. But what we've learned over the years, me and Muhammad, is that we can actually put it together, piece it together, and give it to people. So I call it a knowledge exchange because that is what we are doing with these individuals. And then at a later stage, they can then get the art exchange by either registering themselves while they're now in the business and they're making money, register themselves with other institutions like the South African Chefs Association for those in culinary to actually then get a trade test and a certificate to say I've actually done culinary. And then those that are in the beauty industry can register themselves with a company called Enzy, which is a, an accredited institution that offers beauty lessons. So we are saying that we will give you the exchange of knowledge. And then in that, all we ask is for your time. Hmm. Amazing. I understand you were raised by a single parent, your mother, right? Am I correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yes. And growing up in a, in a household of a single stream of income, is that what pushed you to want to empower and work with women? It did because I saw the hardships of what my mother went through. Mm -hmm. So my parents divorced very early. I was still in primary school. And then I remember how we had to move around. My mom had just started working at the Department of Basic Education back then. Then because of her salary, we either had to move from a one room to a bachelor flat until eventually after a few years, she could then, back then they were still subsidizing for houses. Then we moved to Sashanguva. She got herself a small little house there. Then we stayed there for a few years. 
But what I saw is everything falls on her shoulders. This is now transportation. This is food. If we need to go somewhere, it comes out of her pocket. And you never understand as a child why your parents say no. But as you grow up and then you start seeing a two-parent household, that the weight is split between the two parents, then I started seeing that I'm looking at my mother very wrong. She's actually doing the best that she can. Mm -hmm. And then I have to choose. Do I then become like other kids that blame my parents for everything but I'm not going to create change? So from a very young mm -hmm. age, then I started doing promotions. The first thing that I ever did, I worked for a company called TCC, actually, where they gave us little beaches. They were trying to bring those beaches chappies back into business. Then they'll give us those little chappies, dress us up in the uniform and put us at different taxi ranks and must give them out for free. Then I started making my first salary. I think it used to make about 800 rand or even less in a seven-week process. Mm -hmm. But to me, it made so much difference because then now I didn't have to go back to my mother and say, yo, I need toiletries. Yo, I need money to go do this and money to go do that. I started being so independent. I think back then, I was, it was just after matric. I did my matric when I was 18. So that December, when me and my friends started doing promotions, never again did we ever go back to our parents to ask for money. It became that thing. We need to find another way to make money. Unfortunately, with school fees and all of that, we couldn't afford. So my mother had to handle that. But with the little salaries that I got, it made sure that my day-to-day -day living was a lot better. I didn't have to bother her for transport money. I didn't have to bother her for any of these small little things that she didn't have to stress about. That is why I'm mm. so passionate about having people understand the true value of money. And the ideology that we have, especially as Black youth and Black females, is that you need to sell something to make money, right? Mm -hmm. But we look at that concept very wrong. It doesn't necessarily mean you need to sell you. If you have a skill, now you're selling the skill of food. Now you're selling the skill of beauty, which we in our market underwrite it because we're not seeing it as a profession. Mm. But if you can put light into these women, Ugogo wakes up every day and goes and stands in the corner. Four o'clock, she's leaving her house. She goes and stands in the corner. She makes some money. But her kids and her grandkids are sitting at home sleeping very comfortably. They're not understanding the hardship that she goes through to get them that money. So with this mm. program, we're saying we want to create the black excellence, which generally means mm. we are creating the generational wealth. If you understand as a black individual that you have wealth, you're not speaking money, but skill, skill is a wealth then you've made it. You've made it. You use that skill to create the money that you want. Hmm. We think profits and having a good bank account makes for a good individual. But when you understand what your skill is, the money rather than comes to you than having to run after it. That's amazing what you guys are doing. And yo, that's amazing. But um, before I let you go, and if you've touched a little bit on your childhood and upbringing, tell us about your days at the University of South Africa, where you were part of the Economic and Management Science Student Association. So with that, I started at Junisa in 2008. Mm -hmm. uh, I was doing my first year. And then, you know, as a first year, you get approached by all these uh, student associations. We, we were approached by your, back then we had COPE, we had the SASCO, we had the ANC guys. But it didn't feel right to be part of a political 
association because I feel like that is not me. Then the fun part is then I met like-minded people while I was studying at the halls of the University of South Africa. And when we sat down, we said, somebody came up with the concept of let's start our own economical management science student association where we say then those that are in academia that are not interested in politics, let's sit down and see how we can assist other students to create this economic hub. Then we, we were the first batch to actually start this off. And back then, um, I started off as the secretary, and then I moved over to the treasurer. And I think after two years, we had to let go because we were then invited to join Inectus. So Inectus is all about creating a better world while developing the next generation of entrepreneurs and social in- innovators. So they said, okay, so UNISA is now starting an Inectus group. They've seen what we've done with economic and management sciences by creating this change within the students and the communities that they live in. We always had projects. So now here's a formalized project, which is called Inectus, which only does not run in South Africa, but it runs globally. You have institutions that compete in creating a direct impact in a community and indirect impact in a community. So mm-hmm. in that, then we learned to say, I am Larato, I can create change to refill that is my direct impact. But in the podcast mm. that we are creating, we are creating an indirect impact for somebody else that's listening in to actually want to create change either in their life or in the future betterment of themselves. Mm. So Inectus then introduced me to a vast understanding to say creating change in a community is not just based on changing where you are staying, but in the communities around. Mm. I'm born in Limpopo, grew up in Pretoria, but I can easily then now move to Joburg and go create change in Joburg. There's so many areas that we can actually go into. Then the beauty of it is that when you're now competing in these other areas, you actually learn that there is so much rural change that's going on. When you live in a city, you don't get to see the hardships of your area. But mm-hmm. with the Nectars, we would have learners like the University of Venda, where they mm-hmm. created concept of a green technology. Green technology was then now assisting the communities to have food and clean water. And we're like, okay, so this is where we are now. Why are we then mm. not introducing almost a similar thing in Hauteng? Everybody believes Hauteng is the place of gold, but all the gold has already mined out. Hmm. So then how do you bring that gold back without then having to force people to either work at nine to five? Because now nine to five no longer exists. With retrenchments going on, you can never secure yourself a job, but you can secure yourself a business. And in that business, you can then employ people and this goes back to what I was saying earlier on. You've got people that are employees and then you've got people that are business owners. The difference mm. between the two is that one is able to manage and then the other one is just there to be managed. But both of them at the end of the day want to make money. So if exactly. I can create over six, 700 employers, now I'm looking at the fact that we might be looking at 2,800 employees just from one project and counting. So now when we move mm. into other provinces, we are creating such a change on the unemployment rate. So the stats slowly go down by just having an informal business that is just registered. Oh, this is great. Apart from business, Lerato, do you have other interests? What do you do on your spare time or for fun, that sort of thing? I know your little one is keeping you very busy. (laughs) (laughs) So I have a a two-year-old that's 23 on the 21st of Feb. She keeps me busy. So most of the time, if I'm not working, I'm at home. So I'm with her and we get to sit and watch cartoons most of the time. Mm-hmm. And I've recently started being more interested in business etiquette. So every day I'm doing the research about the betterment of business etiquette. Most of us 
think when you understand what the concept of business is, you can easily run your company. But you miss that small little element of business etiquette, which is business manners. Those simple good morning, how are you with your clients? Those are the small mm. things that we miss in a business that ruins our businesses. So mm. interacting with these guys in this informal manner, I've actually learned that the art of a successful business actually comes with business etiquette. So right now, that's my passion. Like I'm just reading up everything that's going to do with business etiquette, mm. which is then linked to your customer service. So I love my numbers. I can draw pictures of numbers. But right now, uh, business etiquette is my hobby at the moment. The numbers, girl. To tell us one, just one thing that a lot of people, even those who think they know you, that they don't know about you. <laughs> That I'm actually shy and I enjoy my space. If you invite me now and say, ah, as I feel I'm having a bride, come over. I have to think about it a hundred times before I'm like, okay, am I doing this? I, I honestly enjoy my space. I have to think far too hard to actually get out of my comfort zone and go somewhere else. But I've learned that I become a different person when I'm facilitating. I'm, I'm, I'm open to strangers, but... I still enjoy my own space. Mm -hmm. yeah. You're listening to Rupile Tobeja and Lerato Nkuna. And as we come to the end of our conversation, Lerato, if we want to get more information, do you want to share how we can get a hold of you, your social media handles, a website? So currently we're still working on the website because this is the pilot phase. But you can get a hold of me. My email address is lforlerato, C for charity, N-K-U-N-A, 89 at gmail.com, which is lcunguna89 at gmail.com. And if you try and look for me on Facebook, I'm Lerato, space L-I, Nkuna. But I'm not, I'm not that much on social media nowadays as this project has taken over my life now. But calls, I'm always available. Emails, I'm always responding. Uh, you can also just drop me then a Facebook message. But slowly, surely, mm -hmm. I'll get some to try and assist me on the social media side so they can just then take care of all these messages that are coming in but at the moment mm -hmm. it's whatsapp it's calls and it's emails that everybody can get a hold of me okay well lerato I, I wish you all the best on this wonderful mobile program that you guys are running and may you attract the right partners and stakeholders to scale in a big way thank you thank you thank you Rufilo. yes we are open to all forms of partnerships all forms of funding uh, this is my cry guys we need the money let's make these changes but thank you very much for the time Rufilo. Lerato mm Nguna -hmm. from the Women and Youth Entrepreneurial Mentorship Program. Thank you, ma'am, for coming through. Thank you, thank you. It's an absolute pleasure. Thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, please tell one person or two or three people about it. I just want to thank you for the support and those downloads that I love very much. Keep downloading. If you're also making great things happen like all my guests and you'd like to reach us for whatever reason, send an email to info at rifiluetobeja.com. Remember my socials, Instagram and Twitter at rifiluetobeja, Facebook page rifiluetobeja and LinkedIn rifiluetatotobeja. Let's do this again, same time, same place next week. And remember to always level up, level up and I'm out. Conversations with Pioneers, hosted by Refilio Tobeja.